1: We both have been at House Hall for press conferences, end of the year press conferences, introductory press conferences, where you walk out of the building and you're like, what what was that? And I think you want to be professional, but you are inherently cynical. And the Bears have in the past given us too many times and too many reasons to kind of, they've rewarded that cynicism. Yesterday, uh, on Tuesday, it was quite the opposite. Kevin Warren, in that press conference i think took a major step toward changing the culture as they say and reinstilling this sort of confidence in the organization that feels kind of odd to have in the
2: bears <laughs> uh, no it it is odd and and i think you you said it Well there, David, that the, the, what was that moments I think are going to start to diminish and diminish drastically as we go forward, because you have a guy who knows what he's after, knows the type of people that produce the results that that he's after has a, a, an ability to uh, provide opportunity for people to prove themselves and then challenge them to prove themselves even more. That was so impressive on, on Tuesday was, was the volume of it. Kevin gave his opening statement and then took questions for, for almost 50 minutes. And then beyond that, we had a 50, 15-minute Q&A session with George McCaskey and 15 more minutes with Ted Phillips and 15 more minutes with Ryan Poles. And then, oh, by the way, some double backs with Kevin Warren uh, back in the media room in a more intimate setting, smaller group settings to to ask him some questions, get a better feel for what he is uh, about and and, and what he's after in this. And it was just a a day that, again, when you you finally got home and you finally sat down on the couch and were like, man, there was no what was that feeling. It was a what is this? And it was like an a, 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 a energizing, refreshed, what is this feeling? Uh, David, it starts right there. I think when you walked into the media room, there was this, this news release, right, that was, that was sitting on the table in the corner of House Hall. And it had 15 endorsements of people on, on, on Kevin Warren. And it was everybody from NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell to Vikings team president Mark Wilf to the chair, president, and CEO of Sleep Number. Shelly Ibrak and the former CEO of American Express and 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 like to me this is just a small example but it's representative of thoroughness that Kevin Warren's going to bring to the table that that, that there's an an attention to detail that we'll get into in a little bit and then just to hear Kevin be uh, able to connect with the room right and and relate you understand why there are a lot of people that have been in his orbit in various stops throughout his, uh, you know, two and a half decades uh, in in the profession who feel energized by him, who want to follow him, who want to believe in what he's selling. And like, you know, when he talked to us, David, on, on Tuesday, one about taking time out of his schedule to go drive to Arlington Park because he wanted to see what that was about as he was exploring just the job opportunity at the Bears. I thought that was a really cool note of what kevin warren does and how he sets himself up to be prepared and then he followed that up later by sharing the example of of getting online buying a ticket parking in the parking lots at soldier field and going to the bears eagles game in december so he could just have that experience from a lens that isn't the one he's used to which is in a suit in a press box doing corporate things and just sitting in the stands as a fan and trying to feel what the bears experience was and talking about the profound impact that had on him
1: he seemed much more relatable than I think people anticipated, or at least maybe for me, because I had uh, very limited interaction with him in the past. But the ones that I had heard of, and the ones that maybe I had seen um, from a media standpoint, he did seem a little bit more detached than he came across on Tuesday in his first day as the Bears' president, which reinforced to me this idea of of how good of a fit this was professionally and personally, but I think we can speak mostly to the professional part of this until we get to know him better. He just seemed very comfortable and at ease and at home. And so all of those names on the, you know, the 15 names and the the big names on the list of guys who, who endorse Kevin Warren, and they are quoted in the press release, very interesting. And yet, he started off his press conference, Dan, I think, <laughs> introducing uh, his first client, uh, Chris yeah. Orch, or one of his first clients, a former Bear and Notre Dame star who was in the audience beaming uh, proudly <laughs> as a guy that uh, was had a Chicago Bear uh, alumni pin on his lapel. And Kevin Warren thanked Chris Zorich for giving him a chance when he was a 27-year-old uh, new agent in the business and working out of a makeshift office in his uh, wife's father's barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. And I just felt like that talked about, you know, when guys who appreciate where they came from also have this sense of humility that he definitely projected. And I think was important to to do because it said who he was and said how he's going to manage in this role everybody matters and every step of the way matters. And you can't take anything for granted. And that was obvious from the way Kevin Warren got his remarks started the other day.
2: Yeah. And he he said like he was looking at it as this was his first day on the job as an intern with the Chicago Bears, right? That he he sees himself on, on the level of trying to help everyone around him to the best of his ability, do their job to the best of their ability. And that's a really cool touch as a leader to bring into the building. I also thought it was interesting to hear Kevin kind of talk about his attraction to the Chicago Bears job. Obviously, when you're in a role like you're in overseeing the Big Ten as the commissioner and you've uh, you know negotiated a $8 billion media rights deal, you've, you've added Southern Cal and, and UCLA to the conference coming in 2024, you've, you've taken these big steps. There's not necessarily a, a major urge to leave You know, in the middle of the momentum that you've built. Now, listen, there's probably a deeper story here than you and I know or will ever know about why this is the right time for Kevin Warren to cut the court on the Big Ten and come over to the Chicago Bears. But just speaking specifically specifically to his attraction to the job, I thought it was really interesting to hear him um, acknowledge the work that needs to be done and the energy that he has understanding how much work needs to be done and that this wasn't a job that he would take on if there wasn't a lot of work. And so I asked him kind of just about that attraction to the job, and and, and here here was uh, his answer from Tuesday.
0: The thing that was most uh, attractive, Dan, was the fact of the challenge. Uh, I'm I'm a big believer in, in challenges. And uh, I wouldn't want it if it were easy. If all the elements were in place, uh, it wouldn't have been as as attractive. But the the main thing is the challenge. And I believe in every organization there are certain inflection points. And I think the Chicago Bears are at that point from a positive standpoint. uh, We have so many positive things. I never look at the negatives. There's no such thing as a negative situation. It's just Opportunities. And I think when you have starts with the ownership, when you have the McCaskey family the way they operate their lives and the way they operate in the respected nature and to tie this back to be one of the founding franchises. That's what you start with. And then you think about the fans and the alumni and the players and the coaches and the you know creative uh, scouting department, what Coach and Ryan bring to the table and, and the success that they've had and a young team and draft picks and free agency and all of those different things. Uh, so that's what intrigues me. I, I, I always want to be, uh, have something where when you get out of the bed in the morning that you say there's, there there is too much to do. Uh, because with that, I've learned in my life, that's when I know I'm in my sweet spot. And that's when I know to really have to rely on my relationship with God and, and prayer and faith and to work hard and come together. And so if things had been in place here, totally, uh, I wouldn't have been as attractive. But when you put ownership that has their integrity and the foundation that they've set with all the other elements in place, there is no greater opportunity in the world right now in sports. And so to have that here in Chicago with this incredible fan base and this history and tradition, uh, it is truly rare and unique.
2: There's no greater opportunity in the world right now in sports. I mean, you hear those words come out with a conviction and a sincerity from that podium and, and like you feel it, right? Like you feel what the leader at the top of the organization senses here. You and I have used the word sleeping giant uh, via people, right? In recent weeks about how, how the Chicago Bears organization is viewed in the NFL. That right there is Kevin Warren telling you that, that this is a sleeping giant and that this is the time to get it up, right? The wake up call is coming.
1: It's it's not only the on the field stuff, it's the off the field opportunities and the Bears can be valued at yes. five point eight billion dollars by Forbes and still have this sense that there could be worth so much more. So it's it's everything is on a parallel track here. You know what's going on on the field and related to what's cap- what they're capable of accomplishing off of it. You know, the new stadium ventures going to create its own source of revenue and it's going to widen the stream of revenue. But I think that when you have an overall vision like this and the ambition that he stated so eloquently on Tuesday, you get a sense that every step along the way is going to be, every standard is going to be raised. That's got to affect the product on Sundays. It's almost a question that answers itself. You have to ask it. And I did of Kevin Warren, but I think that you understand when you talk, about this change in culture and raising the standards how inevitably if you're ryan poles you don't want to let this guy down and if you're mad right. you don't want to let ryan poles down who doesn't want to let kevin warren down <laughs> and so if you're justin fields you don't want to let it's a trickle down effect and it's contagious and integrity is important to start at the top and everything starts there because you set a you set a tone you establish a standard and anything less than that is unacceptable. And over time, it's not going to happen immediately, but gradually you become a better organization. On Sunday, you become a better organization every day because your leadership will accept nothing less.
2: Well, any of us who have been around people who are, or who individually are career oriented and achievement driven, understand the feeling that Kevin brought up in that last soundbite of being fueled by the idea of there's too much to do today. Right. It's the people that get out of bed and are not overwhelmed by that feeling, but 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 excited that there is so much to attack that can get results when they have people around them thinking like like minded. And and so it's really cool to just kind of hear that, you know, Kevin, in the, the small group session we did later in the afternoon, made it very clear that there are two grand pursuits here. On, on parallel tracks here, one is the pursuit of this, this brilliant new stadium that has the potential to be erected in the suburbs of Chicago and on a 326-acre plot of land and the, and the excitement of being able to, to, to put your fingerprints all over that. And, and build the best there's ever been after already building one. That's that's close to the best that's ever been at us bank stadium in Minneapolis while simultaneously trying to help a slumbering football team figure out how to add a second Lombardi trophy to their lobby, which George McCaskey said yesterday was a major goal. We want a second trophy for that lobby. We're sick of wheeling the one around. We'd like to have those, those display cases in multiple spots in our building. And so then David, it comes back to, to what Kevin talked about in in terms of his starting point of Meeting with every single employee in the organization to get not only their feedback, to identify strengths of the building, to identify weaknesses of the building, but to then solicit ideas all over the place. From a number of different perspectives and then filter through those, put those in the sieve, filter the, the bad ones from the good and then sit here and go, wow, look at this bucket full of ideas we have to try to implement to make our organization better. Here's some of what Kevin said in a, in a two part quote about just kind of that connection to the building that he's hoping to establish soon.
0: I'm a relationship person. It's about relationships. It's about family. And I'm looking forward to building an a incredible culture here with the Chicago Bears to meet with every employee one-on-one, to ask them some simple questions. If you were a member of the McCaskey family, what would you do to bring a championship? What can we do to help you on a daily basis? Tell me one thing that we can change to make this an incredible place. Because I've learned in life that the power of one, one suggestion Can really change the trajectory for an organization in a positive manner, one thought process, one ideal. And so the whole conversation to sit down with staff is to really try to figure out, like, what can we do here? And all of a sudden, if you end up getting three to four hundred different ideas that you can implement at the appropriate time, you get better. And so I'm I'm all about information. I'm all about digesting information. I'm all about culture. I'm all about
2: winning. David, here's what I loved about that. He he didn't say if we can get 15 to 20 good ideas, now all of a sudden we've got the seeds or something. He said 300 to 400. And if that doesn't tell you who Kevin uh, Warren is in his DNA, I don't know what will.
1: The easiest thing to criticize about the Bears in in recent years about the leadership has been and I've written this and talked about it umpteen times. They they didn't know what they didn't know. And they that was that was the case because I don't think they realized how to how to find creative solutions to problems that persisted over time. And what you heard from Kevin Warren was. I think an uncommon humility, and maybe not uncommon, but maybe a necessary humility to problem solving, a sincerity in meeting with every individual, valuing and respecting these people for what they do and and their role in the organization. And what that does, not only does it provide you, you know, hundreds of ideas, if it gets to that point. But it also empowers each person who works for you, who works for the organization. So there's this sense of pride. There's this feeling of ownership. And it's not, you don't have to be a McCaskey to feel a sense of ownership with the Chicago Bears if this is the way you're going to operate. Because everybody's going to feel like they are a part of this. And what happens over time is whether or not they are or aren't, the implication is they are. And the, real, the reality is that they can't be as much as maybe they think they will be, but you want people all pulling in the same direction. That's how you build healthy organizations. That's how you get productivity out of your employees. And over time, eventually, as we talked about, that goes down and affects every employee from the person who is in charge, of the receptionist, to Justin Fields. Everybody feels a part of this.
2: So this isn't like a, a jewelry box size suggestion box that's going to be outside Kevin Warren's door. It's a dumpster sized suggestion box. He wants that thing full to the top with ideas and everything else that you can put in there so that they can think the biggest thoughts and dream the biggest dreams and try to make them a reality with resources and finances and support systems and the right talent deployed in the right Places and to your point, like the bears haven't known what they don't know, and they, I, I've d- described it as a hierarchical dysfunction that they couldn't identify, even when people often brought it to their attention and said, hey, this is a hierarchical dysfunction. And they said, ah, oh, well, we believe that our system has always worked. And so I tweeted a quote out on Tuesday evening, David, which was, uh, I'll, I'll tell you the source of it in a second, but it was from a prominent league source in December 2021. Uh, if you remember the state of the Bears at that point, at the the final days and weeks of the Matt Nagy-Ryan Pace regime, things were a mess and they were they were unraveling and nobody could get them unraveled and, and everything was uh, just a mess, an absolute mess. And this was the quote. He said, you start from the top, new team president, new GM, new coach. You identify a person at the top that you have confidence in to give full autonomy to so they can redefine who you are and how you do things. And so I I pulled that up because 13 months later, this is exactly what the Bears have done. They have re- done the entire landscape of how they do business there. Obviously, it started last year with the reboot and the hiring of Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. But now you've got this team president at the top that has full autonomy and has full license to redefine how you do what you do. And and, and that, that comes from a story, a deep dive story I wrote at that time in December 2021 about the dysfunction and disorder that was inside Hallis Hall and how it could be repaired. And I, I wrote down a couple of bullet points of things that people around the league and people affiliated with the Bears said were missing. One of them was an alumni connection. Kevin Warren brought that up specifically during his his introduction on Tuesday, saying that he wants to tap in to this resource rich alumni base uh, and the thoughts and the, and the ideas that those people have. General manager blind spots was something that came up in, in, in 2021. Ryan Poles brought that up himself on, on Tuesday afternoon, and we'll get into more of that in a little bit, about having someone that can help him understand that he doesn't know everything, that can challenge the decisions he makes, that can help him see, oh, hey, you haven't thought about this because it just wasn't on your radar, but I've had this on my radar in past places. So what if we do this and how that creates productive discussion? The idea of productive oversight and guidance, it's always been sort of this resistance from the top of the house hall that you don't want someone meddling in football business. But as we've talked about, there's a big difference between meddling and micromanaging and providing productive leadership, productive guidance, and productive oversight. And that's who Kevin Warren is as he comes in. And so it's fascinating to see where this organization was 13 uh, months ago ago where they are now and it'll be equally fascinating just to, to to take this test of what top-down leadership looks like
1: yeah and the last thing i have about this before we move on to the stadium uh issues are that he told the story about being a member of the rams organization and what Dick Vermeil told him which i think typifies what we're talking about in that Dick Vermeil told him that you know everybody's ring is just <laughs> no matter if you're an employee of of the uh you know, bears and you win a championship and you win one of those Super Bowls that he referenced uh, on Tuesday, that your ring is going to be the same. And so it doesn't matter what the size of your role, the size of your ring will will be just the same as, as if you're the coach, if you're the president, if you are the quarterback. So I think that also just speaks to how everyone plays a role. Everybody's input is valued. And that's how you build a winning
2: organization. That's a cool message. And just to piggyback off that, he mentioned that 1999 Rams team, which got him his first Super Bowl ring and the greatest show on turf. And they won 13 games in the regular season and stormed through the postseason. And they were a team that was dominant all year. Five Hall of Fame players, a Hall of Fame coach and Dick Vermeil, And Kevin Warren made it very clear on Tuesday that he remembers that they needed to make a tackle. Linebacker Mike Jones taking down Kevin Dyson at the one yard line as time expired in Super Bowl 34 to preserve a win and get themselves that trophy so that even in the end, after a a massively successful season, you still needed that one last detail to actually claim the prize everyone's looking to claim. he said, that was just another learning lesson for me that you better have your stuff together. And if the Bears haven't understood how much stuff you need to have together to pursue high level success in this league, they're going to get it really soon.
1: That was a great story. It left me wondering how poor Kevin Dyson is handling things these (laughs) days.
2: Yeah, we'll have to catch up with (laughs) him.
1: Imagine having to live with that one. Yeah, I do think that's a great anecdote.